Hey, Crystal. Thanks for joining us today. Or should I say Dr. Moodley? No, don't call me Dr. <laughs> Moodley. Why? Because I just feel so awkward around it. Actually, can I actually tell you how it started? Is I had a Dr. Moodley yeah. when I was in dental school. Okay. And then when I became Dr. Moodley, I just didn't respond to the name. Because you're so used to it re- referring <laughs> to someone else. Yeah. So I generally just don't respond to it because I feel like my brain's not trained. <laughs> so you weren't used to being called it. So you didn't like, it's like calling a dog by its, the wrong name. Yeah. So not, I that, not to compare you to a dog. <laughs> no. So it's I like I the first comparison <laughs> that came to mind. <laughs> exactly. So I, and I just feel like I'm so scared. Like people call me and then I'm not going to respond. So just call me by my name. <laughs> Crystal. Funny story about Crystal. We, we actually met about a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. And uh, I forgot her name for like Ever. three, four weeks. I was like, hey, I know that girl, but I just don't know <laughs> her name. And it's not even a difficult name. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you never got offended or... No, like... You just understood. Yeah, I, I know people who are forgetful. I actually have someone at work who called me Christelle, like the champagne. <laughs> and he thinks that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what's so normal about that? He, yeah, and he's just like he doesn't understand why it's wrong. <laughs> but also, like, at what point does it become disrespectful to forget somebody's name? I don't know. Well, I think you see, at the time, I think it was acceptable because we weren't friends, mm-hmm. so it was just like I don't really care if you forget my name because we're not friends. I think when you are friends, then it's like a problem. Okay. Because you know, like, if I introduce you to someone for the first time, yeah in a group of people or whatever, I'm not going to expect you to remember their name the next no time. No ways. Because, like, you know, it's just like, oh, acquaintances. Yes. Yeah. So then I think once that relationship develops, you're still forgetting my name, that's a problem. We need to work on your memory. And I also feel like if you have a surname that, or a name that's spelt differently, I feel like you need to give people some grace. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I, so uh, your my name's, name's Crystal, but it's spelt with a K. And... um. So it's K R Y S T L E. Okay. So a lot of because a lot of people either put a C, or yeah. they put it S T A L. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if you have a difficult name, just give people grace. So I do, yeah. But I feel like if also if you're my friend, then you better spell it right. I'm yeah. joking. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, anything you must remember is my birthday. <laughs> Luckily, we have Facebook for that. Yes. Oh, thank the Lord for that. <laughs> I used to have a calendar. Like a, I used to print the, out the calendar every single year. No way. And like stick it in my cupboard with everybody's birthdays. Oh, I couldn't so I could remember. I still forget people's birthdays. And I feel like I'm Facebook. actually worse now, even though I have Facebook, because I just don't know what day I'm on. Like, oh. you know, you don't know it's the 12th of April <laughs> today. You know it's Tuesday. <laughs> like when you're in school, you were writing the date like a crazy person. That's true. <laughs> and like the first week of school, you got the date wrong. You would always write the previous year's year. <laughs> <laughs> like it always took a week to write like 2020 or yes, 2021 yes. who wants to write this year anyway oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's write 2019 for the rest of the year and you know like it's so horrible because you can't write 20 like the first of the first 20 mm. on medical documents because oh. people can edit no 20 ways. To make it 2001, 2002. So you actually have to write, because you know you could write 2021. Because mm. uh, you know you, we like shorten it to the last two digits of the year. Okay. So it would be 96. Oh. So you can't write 20 because then you can edit. 
if someone like comes across your paperwork, they can edit it so it's not reflecting the correct year. Yes. And say, oh no, this didn't happen in 2020, whatever. So now we have to like write out 2020. So it's like, I know it's two extra letters, but it's like it takes up so much space and. <laughs> They gave us such a small block, and I'm just like, you people. It's just like 2020 personified. Yeah. Why do you have to be so difficult? Yeah, like just comply with the rules. So inconvenient. So you talking about medical, and you're a dentist. Yes, I am. So Dr. Moodley's a dentist. Yes. So I'm not, the, yeah, I'm not the other dentist. Uh, but I will try to save your life if you do have a heart yes. attack. Although we're we 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 are qualified doctors. Mm. We do have to do like um C all the like CPR and advanced life support and all of that stuff. Okay. But we kind of more specialized. Like you know how you get specialist doctors. Yes. Yes, we start specializing from the get go. Wow. So we basically specialize in head and neck. So we deal with a lot of head traumas and things like that. Like. Oh. Ask a dentist to stitch your face for you. That's what I did a lot in, like a lot of the times, uh, not in dental school, like when you go out in there. Prats. in the, Yeah. No, when you go out there in the big bad world into okay. like rural clinics and stuff where there, there's no specialist. A lot of the times, because on the weekends, yes. people get into fights and hit each other oh, in yes. the face. Yeah. And um, so a lot of the times they'll ask dentists to come and do the sutures. Wow. Because mm, we're so like familiar with it. A lot of the times... Like I feel like doctors don't know about that. But also, like doctors <laughs> are more focused General. on other things. Yes. So if like the dentist isn't busy, like yes. rather just use somebody who's not busy to do something they know how to yeah. do. You know. And like they won't ever wire a patient. We do that. Like but people wiring who, a patient when you've been like broken, a, you've like been in such a bad fight, you've broken your jaw. Oh my word. Yeah. So a lot of the times when I was in cancer, we we dealt with every single Monday without fail. We had to wire patients up. So. Because you have to wire their teeth. Okay. So, so you know, like braces. <laughs> so it's kind of like braces. Yes. Um, and then wires over the braces. Like okay. ar- this way. I, I can't even... This ex- way. I, can't, I need to explain People are it listening. Please. They're not <laughs> no, watching. I need to explain. Um, so... Horizontally or yeah, vertically? Vertically. Between the braces. Okay. So from your uh, maxilla, uh, your upper jaw mm-hmm. to your bottom jaw. Okay. So you take... Oh, so you have to like wire the jaw closed? Closed. Oh yes. my word. Because remember your your mandible, your lower jaw is mobile. Okay. And it, it, for any bone to heal, you need to stabilize it and keep it stiff. Yes. That's why you put it in a cast. Cast. Like, right? Or, so or like splints and stuff. Yes. Like but the only way to stabilize a mandible or the lower jaw is to shut it closed <laughs> and wire it. So that was that was our job, to wire the patients who wow. had, and also like stitch stitches and stuff, um, depending how bad they <laughs> injuries are so and we staples uh no I n- i've never had to oh okay. you can't just i don't think you want to do staples on your face i don't know i'm asking questions <laughs> you're think, the professional no. <laughs> and uh, you know it's funny thing is i don't know how to stitch clothes but i can stitch a face so i feel like <laughs> i'm many years of medical school and you can't sew <laughs> holes in a T-shirt or yeah, pants. I feel like they took it out of school, and I always thought, oh, I'll learn it eventually. But the first thing I learned was to <laughs> stitch a face, <laughs> stitch in the mouth. Oh my word! So, but I feel like I'll win, right? If I feel like if I can stitch two pieces of mucosa together, gum yeah. together, <laughs> I can totally stitch two clothes together, right? Like two pieces. Sure. I could use the same method, right? I feel uh, if it would work. Don't know. I've I feel like I need to try it though. Yeah. My mom was like, now in lockdown, has been trying to teach me to be de- domesticated. Okay. So she taught me how to sew a button. 
and my teddy one of my teddy bears uh like the seam came apart so she taught me how to do that but i don't know if i like learned properly like i haven't been able to put it into practice so you didn't just adopt your method of sewing duck no she was like no this is how we do it in this house (laughs) 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 so what made you want to go to dental school like uh yeah that is god Okay. How? <laughs> so it's so funny. If you ask me, like, I can't even say 10 years ago because now I'm like, would be lying. Um, 10 years I'm ago, you were already out of school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in school, I knew, I, first of all, I was obsessed with biology. Okay. And so I knew I wanted to do something with the human body, with people. Um, I, oh, I did an aptitude test that said I was going to be an IT person. And I was just like, what? what? First of all, I you know, I hate <laughs> technology. I hate it with a passion. I just have no patience for it. And I mean, I don't think I'd ever see myself sitting at a desk with a computer. But yeah. now during lockdown, I have to do that. And it's been the most frustrating time for me. Yes. I want to throw my computer out every single day. I'd every rather day. be working on a patient or in the clinic or with students where there's face-to-face interaction yes. than on a computer. I can't believe. I feel like that, that IT aptitude <laughs> test lied. Um, it came back. Yeah. And... The ones who studied the heart in biology, and I was just like, oh, I love this. This is amazing. And you know, like, God created us so amazing. Like, I know, right? Huh? How complicated? Just move it closer to him, right? Oh. Yeah, how, how, like, intricately <coughs> complicated and beautiful, and like, it just works, you yeah. know? Like, it's so complicated. It's like easy once you understand it. But like, to think of that from the beginning, what? Like, it's amazing. It I is. don't know how you can study medicine, actually. Cause and not And not believe, believe yeah. in God. Because it's a miracle that you're born with your ten fingers and ten toes. Because yeah. the amount of things that can go wrong while you're busy dividing in your mother's tummy, like, I've studied all of that stuff, yes. and I'm just like, you know, you being here is a miracle. Anyway, sorry, it's I got sidetracked. I always it do, it sorry. It, fr- <laughs> it freaked me out when I found out that the heart wasn't shaped like the heart emoji. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I've lied to my whole life. The deception. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's funny. Um, so, I knew I wanted to get into, like, health sciences, mm. anything. I didn't mind. I didn't really. I wanted to become a doctor because I felt like that was the most thing. And I did apply for it. Um, but, uh, it was, and you know, the thing is, like, I feel you don't really know. You know yourself, but you don't really mm. know yourself. In high school, you're busy trying. I, I always don't know myself when I'm 27. <laughs> I'm only like finding out now. Right? Your 20s are really good year, a good time to find yourself, I think. And know, But you're still also always changing, Correct. you know. And so when I was in school, and I think also I just knew I needed to get into university, and it's hard okay. to get into university. I needed to work really hard to get good grades, and that was all I was focused on. And when I finished writing my final... Oh, so I went to like Wits and for the open day and I went and I was like one of those people came up to me and was like so do you like to look at people's teeth and I was like you're exposing my secrets because I do I actually (laughs) going Uh, back um I was when I was learning how to ride a bike I I my cousin accidentally pushed me into a gutter and then I flipped and the bike followed me because it was like a car coming in and there was like nowhere to go. I didn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> and I went into the gutter <laughs> and I flipped and the bike hit me yeah. in the face and I chipped my front tooth. <gasps> so I ended up spending a lot of time in the dental chair no to ways. fix my uh, my tooth 
crumbled like yeah. a peanut biscuit. I was devastated. And it was an adultus. It wasn't like yes, a baby yes, too. yes, yes. It was like I was in grade four then, and um, I was on, on school holidays, so I wasn't even at home. I was at my aunt's house and my cousin. And my sister was not there because she was watching Days of Our Lives. So I always tell her how she <laughs> left me to watch Days of Our Lives. You know? and, and it's the same actors that are still in it today. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, they live forever. They're immortal. <laughs> if you want to be immortal, go act on a soapy. Yeah, they die, they come back to life. <laughs> they still... Oh, so yeah. And then... Um, yeah, and then I chipped my tooth and ended up spending a lot of time in the dental oh chair because uh, I needed a root canal treatment <gasps> because... I knocked it so bad, I d- didn't have any feeling in the tooth, yes. which means that the nerve in the tooth died. And then my tooth was also black. So... What does that mean? It's non-vital. So it changed color. So your teeth get its color from the blood supply and stuff okay. like that. So now if it's not getting that blood supply anymore, it changes color. It mm-hmm. becomes, so it's not black. Not black like the, your speakers, like yeah. gray, like a gray tinge. Does that mean that there's no life in the tooth anymore? Yes, yes. So, so it's like non-vital. the root is like cut off. Not the root. So it still has a structure. It's blood. It uh-huh. doesn't have blood supply anymore. So okay. you know, like when you press but your skin yes, yes, yes. and it's red, and but then when you press it, it goes like pale. Uh-huh. But that's because it doesn't have blood supply. Okay. But once you lift your finger, then all the blood rushes blood rush back, back and goes red again. Okay. So it's basically, it doesn't have a l- nerve and blood supply. So it changes color. It's all Do you sad. you still feel it? Though? No. Oh. No, no, no. Cause so it, has it no basically no. dies? Yes. How sad. Yeah, and then it's, sad. it's sad. And then you still have to have this dead thing in your... And you're like four years old and you've experienced this dead <laughs> You're grateful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, when I went to the... And she's like, oh, no, you need to get braces. And I also feel like then braces was like a trend, you know. So, you how did they... Sorry. How did they fix your tooth? Did they oh, put so they a veneer in? No, no, no. So, they did a root canal and a filling. Okay. And then I only ever did my first bleaching when I went to dental school. Oh. Because... I was so nonchalant about this life because when so I took pictures... So, is it a real tooth? That's yes. Okay. Yeah. So, they fixed it? Yes. Okay. Um, I was so nonchalant about my looks and stuff. I was really much a tomboy and I wasn't mm-hmm. really uh, into... Like, I was not a selfie generation person, so it didn't bother me that I had a one discolored tooth right in the yeah. front and I love smiling. Yeah, I think your Instagram loves tell something different about you today. <laughs> and um my uh so when i used to take pictures it never used to show because okay. light reflects differently off uh-huh. so you in pictures it still looked white so okay. i couldn't be bothered really and um i was more interested in getting into school than like worrying about my looks yeah so we just share for one reason one reason only yeah get good grades <laughs> go to varsity and <laughs> uh, you know i'm indian hey like you need to get the A's. <laughs> You'll get like 92. Where's the other 8%? Sure. Like my parents used to come for fun to like... Parents uh, evening. Parents evening. They used to have like fat shows. Oh I'm just like, guys, oh, what is happening here? So in high school, we had to schedule a time with the teacher for parents evening. And there was one kid in the grade who, well, in my class, whose parents wanted to see every Everyone. teacher. And he was like a top student. That's I'm my like, parents. Dude, don't you... Like, and then they never used to chat about us. They oh, so they just had like social catch-up? Yes. Oh and then I'd gosh. just be like, what a waste of my life. Yeah. And then you have to get dressed and in like school uniform to go to parents' evening. I'm like, no. And you know, like my the first time I was in grade eight, like the first term, I didn't know there was such a thing called like a top 10. Yes. And then I was playing hockey and all these people just started, because I had hockey practice that day and everybody okay. came and congratulated me because the results came out on the like five o'clock, but I was still at school. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for my parents at mm. school um, after hockey. And then 
go to the parent evening. And I was like, what are you guys congratulating me on? And I was on the top 10. I was like, number one. What? So then I was like, what is this? Why? Uh, this is so <laughs> such a random concept in life. Um, Why do we want to show everybody <laughs> what I'm doing? Like, You're exposing me. Yes. Like now people are going to think I'm a nerd. I hate, and this is also why I didn't wear glasses for the longest of time, because I didn't want to be a nerd. I'll just sit at the back and squint. <laughs> and so, um, when I took my parents to be like, guys, look at the board. And you know, when you grow up in a community where you know everybody, yes. like my mom knows this one's parents, yeah. and she was like, oh, look at this person's child. <gasps> they did so well. And they're like, number eight. And I'm like, go up, go, go up. And then she's like, oh, this child is so well. I can't, I'm going to tell their parents how well they did. Oh, I must message this auntie. <laughs> and, and then I'm just, like got up and then she's uh. like get to number one. Oh, okay cool so she's like why do you want to tell yourself <laughs> how amazing daughter that you have like kind of go tell the other, congratulate all the other aunties <laughs> she's <laughs> like throwing shade at you for being number one <laughs> yeah like oh like you know you kind of feel like it's expected okay you know i was always telling my parents like you know oh, you just kind of feel that you're never proud of me like wow it was a conversation we had now. That's hectic. No, it was a conversation <laughs> we had now. Like okay. like when we were older. You know, you can you become closer to your parents as you yeah. get older, I think. And I would think you become braver. So you can bring up like topics that you yeah, couldn't in the past. And I feel like you and know, you, get, you feel you like you get stuff. hurt in yeah. inverted commas. And it wasn't I was just saying like, you know, you never ever f- even though they said, you know, they never ever said my parents are not affectionate at all. Okay. They're not people of words. Mm-hmm. So they won't tell you, I am proud of you, or I love you. But they or cook you dinner and they clean up for you. Yes, yes. and they bring Different languages. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and like love language. And after I read like the love language book, I was just uh-huh. like, I also realized why why I don't do some stuff because I felt I should. And I, I never, never not felt loved, yes. even though I was never told that. Mm. Like my parents won't hug. First time I hugged my mom, she was like, this is weird. It feels Whoa. like I'm hugging myself. Because you're so skinny. <laughs> I'm just like, thanks. So even when she's like <laughs> being, being in affect- contact with you, <laughs> she's complimenting herself. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, she's just like, they don't do affection at all. And I was just saying, you know, like it was growing up, I didn't know that you guys were proud of me. Mm. And she was like, but why? Like, so I was like, because like you never really said it you or you me. didn't show, like you show the other children. And it was a big joke because I, my one, her best friend, her son and I were in the same grade yes. and I always used to like beat him and then she would always congratulate him first <laughs> right because like we'd come out the hall together and then she'd go oh Joshua I'm so proud of you <laughs> and then no. and then I'd go to his mom and she'd congratulate me and then in matric we ended up walking out together and then it was just tradition so we just went to each other's parents <laughs> to get our congratulations <laughs> and it was nothing wrong I think they just assumed we knew yes that you know and I was like no I just thought this was expected, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, when I went in university, I felt it was, oh, flip, sorry, I go off the track. Yes, off so it's I fun. So sidetracked. <laughs> so I was telling you about dentistry. So then I applied for dentistry, medicine. I even did like, so I applied at UWC. I wanted to apply to UWC, but my mom refused. So my sister Everybody wants to go to... My mom, okay. uh, so my UWC, I can't remember what happened with that application, but it did not... Okay go back to UWC. I applied to UJ. because didn't UJ, get there. Yes. UJ, my mom actually didn't want me to go um, to another university outside of Johannesburg yes. because my sister was getting married the year I was okay. in my first year. And she didn't want both her daughters leaving the house at the same time. So <laughs> she, she must have deal yeah. with so too I, traumatic. <laughs> I got, uh, when I was in matric, I got 
pr- approached by an Australian university. What? And but I was 17 at the time, so you need your parents to sign your passport. Uh, and they were like, and nope. she refused. <laughs> she refused. She was like, no. Like God knows my heart, and He knows I cannot handle two children leaving um, the house at the same time. So you know what? No. So I was like. Okay, I don't have a passport to apply for the scholarship here. It would have been a really amazing opportunity. But I also feel like my life wouldn't have turned out the way it it did. And I'm really happy with my my trajectory. Um, And then I applied to UJ. And my application actually got lost. They sent it to the wrong department. And by the time they found it, it was past the deadline. Because like all your medical faculties have an earlier deadline. Okay. And they were like, no. We just not even gonna consider it at all. So what? I only I could only get into Vits. Right? It was all or nothing at Vits. Right. <laughs> and when I and Vits you have to write like these national benchmark tests and stuff like that. Super okay. stressful. So you get marked on that as well as your results and all the stuff. Is this when you're in your degree? No, no, no. The before. 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 You have to go write a test. Like an entry. Yes, an entry exam. You have to have like testimonials on the type of student that you are and you have to show oh that you've word. done community service for months. Like, it was a lot of work to get into it's university. Like a full-on job application <laughs> before you even get <laughs> to study. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. You're so focused on getting into university. You don't even have time to figure out what do I actually like this, you know, yeah. or is this really what I want for the yeah. rest of my life? And when I finished, I think it was when I wrote my last paper, you know, you, then you finally like unwind and you start to think about your future. And I was like, Flip, I don't think I'd be a good doctor. And I was like, oh, I applied to be a doctor and I don't think I'd be a good doctor because I'm the type of person who like when things go wrong, I will criticize myself mm. and like, why did that go wrong? And would I be okay? I can't even handle when like my dog dies. Imagine I am responsible when, or I'm the doctor when someone dies on my table. I'm just, and then I was like, like about to have like a panic attack. And I was like, you know what, God, you know me better than I know myself. And you know what you want me or what I'm good at and what I'm great at. And I don't know it yet, but you will like lead the path and the way for me. And, um, eight days later from that time I prayed, um, I got an acceptance letter to dentistry with a scholarship. Wow. And then my parents still wanted me to go into medicine. I feel like it's an Indian thing. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean... I, I can't say it, but you do. It's, cool. <laughs> it's not racist if I say it. <laughs> Let's be PC. <laughs> so, so, and... um, They always supported me, no matter what I did. But I, ju- I think they just wanted... um. You know, and oh, I also prayed in my prayer. I was like, God, you must close all the other doors, which all the other doors were definitely closing. <laughs> so, and I was like, because you know, you get like three applications on your university. Oh, so you get. You so I never, a uh, little disclaimer, <laughs> I've never applied to university. So I, the, the thought of applying for university put me off actually applying for university. But it's a hectic process. I agree no with you. No one teaches you. And no. no one and what was the point of like life orientation? Like life orientation taught you nothing about life. Waste of time. I feel like we need to go back and change the system. Yes, and, and be it like can be used in such a good way. Th- like this is how you fill out your tax forms, guys. Yes, this is how you open a bank account. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I learned that at the end of university and it was so stressful. This is how you change a tire and this is how often you check your oil and your water. Yes, I feel like, uh, can we redo life orientation? I feel like somebody should put up a YouTube channel. What life orientation should have taught us. Okay, If you do that, you have to... Include us. Yeah, just give us... Like, just give us some notice. Yes, please. We will follow and watch. <laughs> I need a lot of tips like, and love. <laughs> so, uh, 
our LA lesson was last period on a Friday. Oh. And we got nothing done. And so in matric, they made it worse because, well, from grade 10, all the the whole grade would have it together. Because so oh. I went to an all-boys school okay. of like 50 boys in a grade. I didn't know that. So all Friday afternoon, all the whole grade LA together. Wow, that's we insane. We got nothing done. Oh, like my goodness. From I can imagine. At a boys' school. It was school, so silly. Like second break to the end of the day, nothing. every day, hardly anything gets done. Oh, that's awful. Unless you have a test and then you use second break to study for the yeah. test. I felt life orientation was the most useless subject of my life and I was forced to do it. All of us, because that was the new curriculum. We was the, actually, I was the first year that started the new curriculum. Oh. So we were forced to do life orientation. And that's why I couldn't take history. Because I actually wanted to do law. Oh. And then you need to do history to do law. Yes. And I, they wouldn't let me take on an extra subject what? because we were starting this new curriculum and they didn't. And I was like, hello, guys. Like, I'm the most competent yeah. person. Joking. Let me do <laughs> more. <laughs> I want to do more. I'm joking. I wasn't that cocky. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's a bad word. What's another word for it? Arrogant. Oh, I wasn't that arrogant. Self-confident. I w- yeah, I wasn't that arrogant. <laughs> uh, I was not that conceited. You lost me there. Oh my gosh! It reminded me of my friend because I th- when I got to uni. Oh wait, let's go back. So you wanted to do law. Yeah, I wanted to do law, and, and they wouldn't let you because you needed history. No, no, no. So then I needed history. history, and um, I went one day with my dad to court. Okay. Uh, my dad uh, had like a cl- someone broke into a house and whatever. They caught the person. Oh my god! So word. he had that to go. That never to happens. <laughs> I know, right? And then we had to go to court to like. Charge the person. Yes. Because actually, do you know how they caught the person? My dad was driving um, to go pick up a gardener from home. Yes. And the guy was wearing his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they caught the person. <laughs> so yeah, God works in mysterious ways, hey? And so anyway, I ended up, I wanted to go to court with him because, you know, like this was something that I was really interested in. I'm yeah. really great at debate. Like, okay. I even did debate when I was in yeah. school. I love a good argument. Conversation, you know, I'm not confrontational but love good conversation and stuff like that so anyway i was like this is my path you know and then i went to court it was a government court mm-hmm. it wasn't like a private institution or anything and it was awful the i think w- all courts is government courts really yeah i don't know this stuff i feel like they are private attorneys though they you know are private attorneys, so you don't have to go to court you can go to them like so it but wasn't that's if you settle yeah. out of court yes so, but, but if what you I'm saying, court, court, yes. No, so that's what I'm saying. My first experience was like that. The real thing. Yeah, not like a quiet thing in the. It wasn't like a yeah. little building on the side of the road where it's fancy I and they give you coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's how it works. <laughs> no, like I go, I had to sign papers for um, like the house, uh, like state whatever, and yeah. there you go, and it's a little fancy building, no, and they put you in a boardroom and you sign documents. Isn't that the real estate's? building though? No, they're attorneys. So then you go to the attorney's office. That's their office. Yes. There's so boardrooms at their office. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. It's not that. That was not the experience. Yeah, you know, you kind of think... you're charging people and you ch- you're using two different experiences. Yes, but you know, you don't know this in, gra- in whenever <laughs> grade you are. You think it's all the same. You watch Ellie <laughs> McBeal and you think it's like, you know, glamorous. Also, yeah. medi- medic- medicine is not like Grey's Anatomy in case disclaimer if nobody's ever figured that out. Um, so anyway... 
You wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I went with my dad and the walls were dirty. So dirty. I was just like, first of all, how did you get dirt on the walls there? Dirty hands. Yeah. It feels like like a kid was running up and down. <laughs> and then the lunch was disgusting. They gave you lunch? No, we bought lunch, but oh. it was disgusting. Okay. Like the lunch that was available was horrible. And I was just like, I can't do that. Oh, and then the lady, sorry, because I don't do law. So I don't know the people. But I think it's the presiding judge or whatever she was so rude to the lady who was presenting the court the case mm-hmm. to say this is what happened she's like don't waste my time no 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 no. and i was just like i don't want to be treated like that every single day <laughs> just because you have a complex or a chip on your shoulder and wow. then i was like this is not for me so that door i find like got steered to another direction okay. in that type of way and then um oh and yeah it so all started with you not being allowed to do history yeah <laughs> <laughs> I saw the debate though. I'm sure. And then, um, oh yeah, so then I got the scholarship for dentistry. Mm-hmm. And the first year of dentistry, first day, I got to dentistry and I had to draw. I can't draw. I can't Why draw a straight draw? line. You have to draw teeth. Because you have to learn the anatomy of okay. the teeth. And you have to be able to recreate it in a patient's mouth. Wow. So you have to draw it first on 2D. so that you can, And then you, you learn to recreate it 3D. And then you do it with dental materials when you're in the clinic, Mm -hmm. basically. And I was just like, God, (laughs) I think you chose wrong. Like, no ways is this happening to me. Like, do you know I can't draw? Like, and I feel like God always sends you into directions where you have to stretch yourself beyond Mm. yourself. And that's how you know that (laughs) that it's God. It's like, we don't grow in our comfort zone. No, not at all. We have to be put out. Yeah. And then the very first year, um, I did well. I did really well and whatever. And there's a one practical subject that we have. And the one test I did, mm-hmm. my block split in half during the test. I had 20 minutes to redo the whole test. Oh and Lord. obviously failed because the test is not supposed to be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you had to draw like a perspex block. And my blocks, because you have to show like your hand skills with your yes. with the burr. And a so draw. you have to like create teeth. Um, so that uh, exercise, not creating teeth yet. Uh, we weren't but really what on were you teeth. Cutting? A perspex block. Yes, into what shapes? Oh, into like a uh, a rectangle box with a step. Okay. So you need to be able to create. So just test your fine motor skills in creating shapes. Okay. Because you're going to be doing the same thing in a patient's mouth yes. in a smaller scale. Um, and like creating the systems and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So anyway, my block split in half and I had 20 minutes and I failed. And then, but with my fail, I still was exempting. So ex- mm. in... University, you can exempt, which means if you get 60% for your subject... You don't have to write the exam. You don't have to write the exam. So even with my failing mark, I was exempt. Sure. <clears throat> but because I failed the practical component, you can't really exempt because dentistry oh, is practical. Hectic. So I was like, but I need to... But the guidelines say if you fail a test, you get a redo. And the thing is, my block split in half, so I should be able to get a redo. Yes. Right? They were like, no, you right. fail the year and you have to repeat. No so I, I went home and I was like shattered. And I was like, guys, if I can't do the practical component of dentistry, I'm done. I'm, done. I'm going to go to Bible school. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm d- I don't know what to do with my life. Okay. So I'm going to go to Bible school. God can tell me from there. <laughs> and you know, If I'm not going to find direction at Bible school, then where am I going to find direction? <laughs> right? And, you know, when I was sitting, I was like... So I, was, I wrote a physio- physics exam that day when okay. I found out I was failing. I, ju- I legit wrote my name on that page paper because I found out before the exam I'd failed the year. No way. 
and even though I passed everything else, I had the way dentistry works, you have to repeat the whole year, even if you fail oh one subject. Word. Yeah. So it was a bit crazy. And um, I was like, this is not for me at all. Like, I can't draw. This is a sign. Like, you know, whatever. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sitting there at the table, like sobbing, because I think that was my last exam. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, this, the God will make a way where there seems to be no mm-hmm. way. That just kept playing in my head. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to make a way. But he did. He did. Like, my, I contacted my one friend who was a medic. So she okay. was on the medic students board. And I didn't know that. So she got me a, a meeting with, because she's like, no, that's unfair. The person's not following the study guide mm. and whatever. You can so take it up. Like, let me actually just get you a meeting with the guy. Who was the dean of medical school no at worries. the time? Yes. And Favor. I know, right? God just works in amazing ways. And I took a picture of my my whole year marks. And when you do exercises in class, you have a book. Okay. So anyway, I took it with me to this meeting and I said, listen, this is what the book says. Like these are the rules that if you fail a test, you get a redo. Mm. And it, so this guy phones the lady who like does the course. And the he, dean of medicine. Yes. And puts on loudspeaker. <laughs> and um, she, he was like, you know, I have a student here who said she failed a test and now she's going to fail the whole year. But this is what happened to her during the test in your study guide. Um, it says that you have to give the student another chance. She's like, no, um, we can decide whether we're going to do another test depending on what t- how much time is left of the year. And this student was actually a horrible student. She sucked. And he was like, well, actually, I have her like portfolio here. Mm. <laughs> and she actually is doing fine. Yeah. And then so he made her do another test for all of us. Because actually she let other girls go into the final even though they failed. Oh, my word. So, so she, she w- just wasn't complying with... Yes. And so she was very not happy with that. So she made my dental schooling career a bit terrifying. Yeah. For, fast forward though to now, mm-hmm. I came back to, I do lecture at... Uh, yeah, Vitz so Univ- now, if, for those of you that don't know, Crystal's now a lecturer at Vitz Dental School. Yes. And I do practice. And a lot of people... Practice th- at the... Dent- hospital. At the hospital. Yes, at, at Joburg Gen. Yeah. At Joburg Gen. And Vitz? Vitz... Uh, so Joburg Gen is the teaching platform for for Vits. Okay. So they affiliated with each other. So um, the campuses are next to each other, but like Vits Parktown campus is next to Joburg Gen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a joint thing. Okay. But it, there's no Vits uh, clinic. Oh. If that makes sense. Okay. It's in the Joburg Gen. Okay. But we are Vits. But so the important thing is that you're a lecturer now. Yes. And, and a I came back practicing to dentist. Yes. And I came to work with the lady who ha- made my dental career oh my word. so hectic. And I now have her job. <laughs> Psalms 23, God will prepare a table in front of your enemies. Wow. It was, it's amazing. Like, I can't even believe it. And she's so nice to me now. Like, I, I'm just oh, like, she's what? still there. No, she left. Okay. That's how I ended up getting her job because okay. she left. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, how she... do you have her job and she's still nasty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. She left. So I ended up having her position. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, that, like, uh, so that students uh, don't have to experience her yes, meanness. Yes. I, uh, but I still feel students think it's horrible, even though we've made so many changes. Because I know. It's a different generation and it's a different. Yeah. I think when you've been put in, like when you're a student, you it's easy to be a victim as well. Yes. So like when we came, when I came, like that's the reason why I wanted to go back because mm. I, I saw there were so many things. I was going to say, like what made you want to become a lecturer now? 
Oh, yeah. Well, so I tutored a lot when I was also in high school. Because okay. my one friend who um, in grade 10 decided she wanted to do biology. And then the school allowed her. After not allowing me to do history, I was like, what? And oh, so I, she did it as an extra subject. So she did biology as an extra subject. So oh. I used to tutor her. It's for the right reasons. Yeah. So I, I used to tutor her. And I also used to do a lot of tutoring, um, helping a lot of my friends um, in high school. Okay. And then when I got to dentistry, I, sa- I thought, you know, when I go into university, I can like sh- have a new persona. I don't know. What is it called? Like a new... Change my thingy because, you know, now I'm a nerd. You're... Image. Yes, change my image, and uh, no, that did not happen. New you, new me. And pe- you also, you think uh, like you know people don't know you because you have a student number and stuff. Yes. No, because dentistry is so small, they can stalk you, <laughs> and find out your student. So everybody, what? every because you know like your marks are printed with your student number. Student number. It's not a name. Yes. So um, they obviously were like that student number did the best. So we're gonna find out who owns that student number. And so they like hunted you down. Yes. <laughs> they tracked you down. Yes. And then um, my friends are like, oh, you're smart. And I was like, oh, man. Yes. Uh-huh. It's a gift. It's God. <laughs> it's my superpower. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Every time before I pray, when I pray before a test, I'm just like, Lord Jesus. Oh, wh- even when I'm studying, I'm always like, you know, the, t- the paper was set before I sat for this study session here. Please just guide me to the correct chapters. Please. Yeah. And I always used to get it like spot on. The one, uh, funny enough, the ones in fifth year, yeah. when I was in my final year. Um, and I feel like it's not rocket science. But anyway, because, I mean, the lecturer did say, you know, we could ask a question like this. Yes. And I was listening. So I wrote down the question. And I was like, guy, and I, I obviously used to tutor. So we used to have tutors. It, and then I was like, guys, can we just prepare this question for the test? And it was in the te- ended up being in the what? test for like 30 marks. And the only three people that got it right was me the, and the two guys I studied with who came home to study with me that <laughs> the night before. And then the one girl was so upset with me. How did you know? You must, like, be friends with the lecturers. And I was like, no, dude. Like, it was... I was listening. And yes, and I just felt the need. Like, you know when you just feel it, feel the need? Mm. I just felt the need to prepare this question. And it, we did. And then we did so well because it was, like, 30 marks of the paper. Wow. <laughs> and she was so upset. She was like, no. Was she in your little study crew? No. So she used to... Then we had BBM. Okay. So we... Best thing. <laughs> 50 random months and you had unlimited internet. She used to ping me a lot. Okay. To be like, ping, ping. What are you doing? Ping. And then the boys used to get so upset because they'd be like, no, we actually came to your house to study. So yes. focus on us. And I was like, yeah, but it can help both of y'all. Like just, you know. And then they stole my phone that day. Yeah. They were like, we're keeping it. We're going to have our study session and then we'll you give you... F- reply to her afterwards. Yeah. So, um, but I did tell her, like, study this, study that. She hmm. just obviously... Chose not to. Didn't prepare the question. But yeah, so it was so funny because only the three of us got that question right. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, God works in... Um, and I, I, like I said, I, I've never or ever like thought of myself as like, oh, super intelligent or yeah. bright. I don't go around being like people... No, you don't even like to be called doctor. No. <laughs> I, f- I also feel so shy about it. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, that was like my journey to dentistry. It was hard because, like I said, it stretched me beyond. I was not. A, I was very much a left brain person. Mm. And it's so much a right brain. Okay. You have to be creative and, um, oh. yeah, you're busy creating things. You're creating smiles. Yeah, you're, you, when... 
think of the ones you told me you were a smile construction. A smile engineer. Smile engineer. Oh, that's it. You know, I came up with it because whenever you tell people that you're a dentist, yes. they're like, I hate the dentist. And you're just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody uh, always takes like two steps back. Nobody ever asked me what it was. What's a smile engineer? Oh. Like, they're just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Like, nobody. But it's such a better, so much, such a better name. And that's also, like, like I said, when I applied for it, that's what that, do you like to look at people's teeth? Do, would you like to make people smile? Mm. And I was like so into that. Like that, I feel, is my calling in life. Because I feel, even when I'm being serious, people laugh at me. Yes. <laughs> and I just feel like, not, and I don't get offended because maybe the way I think is entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I don't mind. I like enjoy it as well. Like people will phone me because they don't, like, I just want to hear a story from you because I've had like such a bad day and I just need to be cheered up. So I feel like that's my calling in life just to put people a smile. smile on engineer, whether it's physically or like by telling you something. Yeah. And ugh, I can't even explain to you, you know, when you give someone, you know, like, I don't think people realize the impact. Yes. You know, having dental issues has on a person. Like, people don't smile because they're not yeah. confident about their teeth. And when you're able to give, like, restore that and give them their smile, oh, it's the best reaction so ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, you work so hard just for that little moment. Even when you're giving patients, like, false teeth mm. and it's not their teeth, it's like plastic, but they have the biggest, oh, I can go to church and I can smile at people or I can do this. And you just restore so much more than just their yeah. smile. Their confidence. And it's amazing. I love it. I love that. I really do. That's amazing. I feel like they need to change the name of dentists to smile engineers. Right. Let's start a petition. <laughs> so then people aren't, can't be like, although some dentists do do dodge jobs. Like I hear things yeah. that are like, and uh, like they're not nice. Like my brother once went to a dentist in the government to extract his tooth. <laughs> and they just like injected him, put him in a row. And then, t and they were so rough and so not nice. Mm. I am not like that. My dad, I've had patients fall asleep while I'm doing root canal treatment and i've had patients for my my dad fell asleep while i was doing extraction yeah. i thought i killed him <laughs> i did and i was like how can you fall asleep like guy that is not do you know how bad it looks if a dentist killed their dad <laughs> on the dental chair like i was very upset with him for fall and he's like yeah but you should take it as a compliment and mm. i'm like no you need to be awake like because i gave you an injection i could have paralyzed your face but i don't know because you're not responding because you're sleeping just like zap him hello hello <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even hear him like snoring because of the suction is so loud. Oh, uh, yeah. So, no. So, yeah, it's God. That is basically how I got into dentistry. And also my master's. Mm. Because, oh, so I was telling you, I used to tutor a lot. And then yes. even when I was in dental school, I used to tutor often. Yeah. And when I finished, when I was in my final year, I went and spoke to the HOD at the Tahiro department. Okay. And I was like, you know, I really no, I'm probably going to yeah. come back to supervise and lecture, even if it's part-time. What do I have to do? And she's like, oh, no, you have to do your master's and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, cool. So she said, but listen, go do one year of your concert mm -hmm. and do one year of private practice. Because, you know, sometimes you'll feel you're better suited to the community yes. and you can make a difference to the community that you're placed in. And sometimes you'll feel you do better. Because there's a lot of things you can do outside of when you're in private practice. Okay. And you might find that more fulfilling. Yes. I mean, I really do miss private practice. I had a, like a family practice and it's so nice to like treat the whole family and it feels like mm. your family. And you have your own hours, I guess. Yes, and super flexible and all of that stuff. Um, so. But you just felt that it was more... She said, after you've done those two years, then uh -huh. come back. 
And when I finished my comp serve, I was driving back. It wasn't when I was finished my comp serve. It was like in the middle. Because you kind of have to figure out what am I going to do with, what's the next stage? Because mm-hmm. quite honestly, I didn't think of my life after graduation. I had no plan. All I know is that I needed to graduate. Yes. Right? That was my plan in life. And then I was like, oh, flip. Now, now what, do I do? what do we do, what Jesus? Do we do next? What's the plan? You know? And so after, co- and then, you know, it's comp serve. So that's also still already thought out for you and planned for mm. you. There's no like, and then after comp serve, it's like, what do you want to do now? So I was like, flip, God, which direction are we going in now? And so I was like, Praying about it on my drive to Car- from Carolina home because uh, I had to start applying for jobs. Um, so you finished varsity and then then what? And then you go to community service. Okay. Yeah. Do you choose where you go? Uh, not really. You do get options, but sometimes you don't get your options and then okay. you get placed wherever. So did you get an option? I did. So I selected places which in two hours radius of Johannesburg because okay. I have Indian parents. Yeah. <laughs> I must come home. Come home every weekend. It must be in reachable distance. I was going to, I wanted to like apply to Durban places because I have family in Durban. Yeah. My mom was not having that life. Um, so then I came back. Uh, so then I did. I ended up getting Carolina, and I all, and I played to, applied to places where there was two dentists because I didn't want to be alone. Yes. Yeah, because like who wants to be in a rural area alone, yeah. like a new town alone? Yeah. So then I did get Carolina. Was one of okay. my. Mm. But you know, Carolina on Google sounds so much better than in reality. I've never heard of it. It's they say they have equestrian what what. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna learn to horse ride. Yeah. And no, that does not exist. There's like an aerodrome. I did not ever see one what plane. What is an aerodrome? I, th- I feel like it has something to do with pla- like planes, small yeah. ones. I did not ever see one. Um, when I phoned them to be like, guys. Who did you phone? The community? Ca- yeah, the Car- like Carolina Hospital. It's, okay. actually, it's actually Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Okay. It's halfway to Swaziland. Wow. Yeah, and so you, you know we used to do outreach. It was so mm. funny. Every time we did outreach, you'd go to the border of Swaziland and MTN would send me a message like, welcome to Swaziland. And I'm like, I wish I am in the middle of nowhere right now. And you know, like it's so bad. Like those people, we used to do dentistry on a chair. Wow. They didn't have dental chairs out there. And no like and by the time UV they c- lights. Yeah, and by the time they come to you, their teeth are like, you can blow them out. That's wow. how loose they are. Like that. They don't have the... F- and you can't even do like a cleaning and stuff. They don't mm. have... Like sometimes there was no electricity in those rural areas and stuff. So it was a really great experience. I think it mm. was a good experience to go and out there. Oh, so... Um, what was I telling you about? And then... So you... The lady said, go do your comp oh, serve, yes. go oh, do yeah. your private practice. So I practice needed to open a bank account. Talking about... So then I was like... So I needed to say that I was going to be employed by them to open this bank account. So I was like, can you please send, and to get a tax number for SARS, right? So I was like, can you please send me all of the stuff so I can do it here in Johannesburg before I come over? Because I was going on holiday and then I was going to be late for their orientation. Okay. Right? So then she's like, oh, don't worry. You can source everything here. And I was like, oh, this place is like decent. Because if you have like all of that stuff in that little town, like that's cool. Yeah. You know? And no. also makes you feel better because you're like, oh, I'm right. not going to the middle of nowhere in like rural. Right. <laughs> Even though it was rural. Yeah. So anyway, I went the very first day there and go to work. And they're like, so can you give us your banking deed? And I was like, no, guys, you told me I must do it. Oh, yeah, you can do it. And your tax number. Oh, yeah, you can do it here. So uh, here. Okay. So. Where's here? Exactly. No, no. <laughs> Where's the bank? Oh, there's an F&B up the road. So I was like, no, no, no. I don't want an F&B. 
I want a net bank because my mom worked for Nedbank for 25 years. Loyalty. So Brand loyalty. Yeah. So um, I was like, no, I want a net bank. Where's the nearest net bank? Oh, in Nelsbridge. What? How far is Nelsbridge? Two hours from here. What? Right. And then I was like, okay, where's the SARS office? Also in Nelsbridge. Oh so gosh. basically my first day at work, I drove to Nelsbridge without a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him for Malanga. And that's before <laughs> I Google Maps as well. Yeah. I basically followed signs oh, to wait. take me take me to like Nelsbreitz. So that was God as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and then I ended up spending the day in Nelsbreitz to get my like my bank stuff stored. And I was like, guys, you know like where I stay in Alberton, the home affairs is right there and so is the bank. Like I could have just gone in not home affairs, whoever does your SARS, yeah. uh, the tax people. Whatever, so there's a size office like right know. there by my house, and the um, bank is also right there. And I was just like, I could have done this all in Johannesburg. And you know how desolate this place is because they only had like a wimpy. There was the no the, spur. There was nothing. <gasps> there was no. There was no Woolworths. There was. They had a spa, uh-huh. and the spa sold the ones I bought frozen vegetables from there, and it was black. What? Right. How? I don't know. Like, and then if you want to go somewhere close to eat like other food other than mm-hmm. wimpy you'd have no to drive, no you'd have to drive 45 minutes to the al, al uh, to the like n12 okay there was an al zoo there oh, like, is that a i don't know if you if, i don't know if you've ever seen like steph and mash have like posted from there i think it's the oh, same yeah, one no. they have rhinos and stuff okay. and then you can get like sausage saloon but that's still 45 minutes you have to drive on like a pothole But if road. you want to go to like a proper town, it's a two-hour drive to Nelspruit. Yeah. And then, no, Ermelo was a bit better because okay. Ermelo was like 30 minutes away, but the drive there was full of potholes. So I don't know if you want to go there. No. And then they they had a dross and they had okay. a bit more restaurant because my friend was in conserving Ermelo. So we used to visit each okay. other a little bit at the end of the year because he was like delayed in life. And then, um, so I drive, and then wait, in order to get to a shop, it was one hour away from like a shopping mall, yes. a shopping mall. Like if I wanted to go to like game or whatever, yeah. it was one hour away, which I had to pay a toll fee for no. because it was, and if I drove an extra hour, I'd be home. So I just used to just drive home and come home every single weekend. And that's when I started going to, well, redemption. I used to go to Rayma, mm. And then when I went to my concert, I now used to teach kids church. At Rayma. At Rayma for like my whole of dental school career. Okay. And then when I went, when I got selected to move to Pumalanga, I just thought it would be really difficult. I, I wasn't sure how my traveling was going to be. Because in yes. my mind, I was going to stay in Pumalanga and explore Pumalanga. That did not happen. Yeah. I have Indian parents. If I did not come home, they were coming to Pumalanga. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I was going to go uh. to like... What's there? Warm bastards out there and Bella Bella. I, and go, I, I thought I was going to go visit my friend. My clinical partner was actually from Swaziland. Yeah. I thought I'd go visit her one. No, that did not happen. That None of the plans I had in my head for Comserve happened. It never works out the way you think it's going to work out. Oh, no, God taught me that. <laughs> Very. Like, you know, I, was, I used to laugh because I always thought like, you know, um, I'd, you know, I come to, uh, go to university and I'd meet my person mm. and then you'd like court or date during university and then you'd get married when you finish no that did not happen <laughs> i'm still not <laughs> married <laughs> nothing ever happens to your plan I, i'm not moaning because i've learned that god's plan is way, way better be- way better than i can even imagine or mm. fathom it's crazy like i can't imagine if i thought back then my life now i would never have thought of it and i love i love my life the way it is yeah i would not trade it nothing that i've been through mm. not even being ill like 
I would still go through that same illness, the exact same way it went and pa- played through because I just feel it ma- made me who I am. Yes. And my relationship with God is so much deeper because of it. Like nothing. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. it's. Uh, I always come back to that lyric of the Elevation song of the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. Yes, yeah. Like God's not saying there's going to not be bad things. Mm. Or trouble's not going to come your way. But he's going to use the trouble to show his goodness to you. Yeah, and God turns everything for good. Yeah. Like... You might think... Romans 8.28. We spoke about it in the largest podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It got, like, and it's so true. And he has such a good plan for you. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm such, I'm such a planner. I'm an A-type personality. Like, this year has been horrible for me. Can I tell you, as a lecturer, we start planning years already in March, uh, May of the previous year. Oh my word. So we get the calendar for 2020, like we sh- would have got the calendar for 2021 already in May. Yeah. So we plan for 2021 in May. So wow. last year, 2019, May, I had already started planning, planning for, for 2020. 2020. And basically, nothing has gone according to my plan. Nothing at all. And it's stressful. Yeah. Because be- I'm that person who needs routine, I need structure, I do everything the same habit. I can't even, don't ask me road names. I don't know. All I know is I drive the same way. That road with the, <laughs> yes. the stop street on the left. <laughs> and I go to work the same way and it just helps because I'm a very like, I need everything to ha- be structured and mm. you know, like I'm this person and I've always been that way. And I, God has taught me to like, not in the, I, like I still feel like I want to control as much as I can, mm. even though I shouldn't. <laughs> but like, no, his plan will always Go above my yes. plan. Whether I like it or not, <laughs> it will always yeah. be that way. I saw and it's always good. It's always better than... You know, even sometimes you might think it's not good. Like, you yeah, know, well when you I went... You can't see it in the beginning. Yeah. You're like, so you got sick and you're like, how? how? God, like, how does this... Yes. Like, how does this work for good? Like, and, you know, and when I got... And you know when I got sick, so it was so hard. So just explain about like what it is and how okay. you find out. Okay, so... Actually, I got sick while I was in dentistry because dentistry is actually very stressful. I have an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. So it falls under the big umbrella of irritable bowel disease. So irritable bowel syndrome is like a... a, mm, Acute. It's acute. So like some people might drink milk and then they have like an upset Mm. tummy. and But if they don't drink milk it will be better. Or there's certain things that trigger irritable bowel okay. syndrome. And you can take medication that can help it, but it doesn't mean they actually have a genetic defect. Okay. Well, not genetic defect. So autoimmune, your bo- so when you get infection or sick, your autoimmune system your, or your um, immune system, mm-hmm. your immune system fights yes. the bad stuff so that you don't get overcome by the virus or mm-hmm. the infection, whatever. And so it's basically meant to fight all the foreign stuff. However, I have markers in my colon that the body, my body thinks is foreign. Sure. So basically, my immune system is fighting itself. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know, and there's things that trigger it. So like stress ca- can trigger it. Mm. And then you'll go into like a period of being very sickly and whatever. But there are periods of remission. Because I think I used to get it sick when I was a kid, but um, it was never diagnosed and whatever. And then I was in really a long time of period of remission. And then mm. when I got into dental school, it was extremely stressful i was so afraid of failing it was my fear was failure mm. also the very first time i went into university first test i failed 
<laughs> and then I realized I shouldn't be afraid of it. But I also could not fail because my parents were paying. Yeah. And um, it's expensive. No, it's one of the most. Booted. Yes, it's one of the most expensive degrees in this country. Oh and, um, you know, I just couldn't. I just worked hard because I knew I didn't want to do that to my family mm. and stuff like that. Not other than just the fear of failure. And so. I got really sick in my fourth year and I thought nothing about it because I was just like, oh, you know, it's just stress because yeah. it's the symptoms. Like, and then one day I was like, oh, I got so sick. I started throwing up blood Wow. and then I t- went to my mom and I said, listen, I need to go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm in my this final year. This was my final year. So it was the end of fourth year that it started. And then it just progressively got worse. And then in my final year, I said, I told my mom, listen, I really need to go to the doctor. And we were told to go to a general surgeon. But at the time they told me, you know what? You've just got generalized inflammation. Mm. Um, he has medication. It will subside once you finish this career. Like this is your final year. Yes. When you're going to come to, you'll be fine. And like that, it did happen. Like I started taking the medication when I was in my final year. I mean, I was better. And then when I went to ComServe, I didn't even need to see the doctor. Oh, wow. But they didn't do any other tests. Okay. They did a scope at the... the, the so, so basically, you just... After varsity, you chilled out. Well, not chilled out, but there was less stress. Yeah. So I did have, like, days where I had symptoms, but you don't really think about... Mm. Uh, you, you think, oh, it's something funny that I ate, or um, I had a stressful day. Maybe yes. that's why I'm, my tummy hurts, or... You know, because so when you the black vegetables I bought at <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, uh, like those type of things, and you don't really think. And plus, I had so I also had like access to the pharmacy. Okay. So my pharmacy friend would just like if I had like a little bit of illness, she'd just and ugh, I didn't even have energy to come drive to Johannesburg to come see my specialist. Yeah. But I wasn't as sick as I was in dental school, mm-hmm. so I just thought, oh, you know, whatever. When I come back in the next year, I'd sort it out. And um, that next year I was working in ComServe, uh, not ComServe, in private. And what happened was I developed a cough and I walked up a flight of stairs and I could not breathe. And I know that's not normal. I mean, that's a very Mm. scary sign. You should go to your doctor. If you walk up a flight of stairs and you can't breathe, there's a problem. So I was... Went to my doctor. Start with cutting out carbohydrates and adding <laughs> exercise to your diet before you just go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, and, you know, I also started... Ex- also, I'm not a doctor, so don't listen to me. <laughs> I started exercising as well. And, you know, on the treadmill, yes, um, they measure your heart rate. Mine used to go red within two minutes. So your like, heart rate just spiked. And I, w- I went to my doctor and I said, to, you know... This is what's happening. Well, not the doctor. You know, when you get medical aid, you have to do those full body testing. Yes. So I told the nurse, I was like, listen, yeah, I'm a bit worried. Like, I know I haven't exercised for five years because I've been trying to become a dentist and stuff. But like, <laughs> life happened, you know, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I'm not that's that out of shape. Yeah, I should be able to like walk on, tre- like walking on a treadmill. Must, it used to like spike wow. like that. And she was like, no, no, it's just because you're unfit. And I was like, no, that you know, no, there's something. you're not listening to yeah. me, woman. <laughs> and then when I told, I walked up a flight of stairs and I went to the doctor and I said, listen, yeah, I have this dry cough, but I walked up a flight of stairs and I can't breathe. Mm. Like I l- couldn't. So he said, okay, fine. Let me listen to your chest, whatever. He said, you know, you're looking pale. And I, I don't know if anyone has ever seen me, I'm a dark Indian, South Indian, if you want a reference. Apparently I'm South Indian. I don't know from where I am in India. I'm very South African as far as I'm concerned. But... I don't know how he saw pale, <laughs> basically, because I don't know how to see pale on myself. And then I laughed at him and he's like, can I just do blood tests? 
so I said, okay, fine. So he took a full blood test and iron and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, when that happened, then he phones me. And guy, so I can just tell you, I have bought Golden Circle tickets to go see One Direction. <laughs> Right, and all I so want... It just gives away the timing of what year it was and, yes. like, your age. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to go see Zane. Okay. The stupid boy left <laughs> the group before they moved, came to South Africa. <laughs> and I was so deprived about this yeah. life, but I'm like, you know what? I bought Golden Circle tickets with I my own money, go. my uh, hard-earned money that I earned myself, and I'm treating myself, and... Then the doctor phones me and I was like, so I'm already sad that J- Zane, le- and he phones me and he's like, listen here, I'm at Matinian's hospital right now. So I was like, why? What? He's like, because I just got your blood results back no and way. you have half the blood that's supposed to be in your body. How are you feeling? And I was like, listen here, I just got a dry cough. Like, I'm I feel very fi- emotional that Zayn Malik <laughs> left one direction, but other than that, I feel fine. <laughs> right? And then he was like, and your iron, which is supposed to be like seven, yeah. was a one. No ways. No, I think it's supposed to be 14, 14, 12, 14 round about there. And mine was one. And he's like, your iron is like, he's like, I don't know how you're walking around like a normal person. You need to go into hospital and have blood transfusions and iron transfusions now. And then I was like, okay, listen, yeah. I just spent a whole lot of money getting golden circle tickets to one direction, okay? (laughs) And the sky is not here, but I'm still going to go. And I was like, listen, I feel fine. I can tell you I feel fine. But can I go to the concert? So he phoned me on Friday. Yes. And I was out with my, because my, I was working in private then, and I, I think I went to, for lunch with my mom and my sister, because I think she had also finished school, it was school holidays maybe that time. Okay. It was just before Easter, I think. And um, I was like, can I please just go to this One Direction concert, ticket, concert on sa- Saturday? Sunday, I promise you, I will go to hospital. <laughs> so he was like, are you sure? I was like, yes. Because I'm so sure I've been walking around like this for the longest time ever. And I didn't know any. By God's grace, I didn't know I was dying. (laughs) And I was fine. And I was like, listen, if I've survived all this time, I'll survive one more day. Please just let me go to this concert. And I went to the concert. The very next day, (laughs) I had my bags packed and I went into hospital. I was in hospital for four days because I needed like two pints of blood and four pints of iron. And you, for blood, you have to wait 24 hours before you can get the because you have to check if you have any allergic reactions because oh it's someone else's blood, not your oh. own. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I look up to people who donate blood. Please, guys, donate blood. You save people's lives, like mine, <laughs> um, because I can never donate blood. I've been wanting to na- donate blood for the longest of times ever, but I can't get to 50. You have to be 50 kgs in order to donate blood. Oh, my word. I can't. And when I got I think sick, I was 15, like grade three. When I when I got sick, I lost like five kgs or more than in like yeah. three months. Oh yeah. So then they were like, "You lost so much blood, we don't know." Like, and then I went back to my doctor, and they realized that I I was slowly losing blood because ulcerative colitis is basic ulcers in your yes. colon, which is if you think of a wound on yourself, every time you scratch it, it will open it's up just and bleed. And it will open up and bleed. It's not healing all the time. Mm. And the same thing happens in your colon. Every time you eat food, food goes through your system. And then it scrapes on the walls of your... Oh, my word. So scraping like the scabs off. Yeah, basically. And because of the inflammation, so you have folds that Mm. help you absorb. But when there's inflammation, you don't have those folds anymore. So I I wasn't absorbing my nutrients. This is why I didn't have iron. 
other than the fact that I was losing blood because mm. that iron and blood are related to each other. So then we found out I have a, like, this is the problem. And it was basically because I went for a dry cough. No one else picked it up. Oh, I myself goodness. didn't really. And I also think it's, I lost a lot of blood the first time I got sick. Yes. And because they never did any tests then, they never realized I lost so much blood and mm. nothing was done to fix they it then. They were incompetent in their job. I just feel like uh, a lot of doctors just get complacent um, yeah. and they don't do all the, you know, and it frustrates me mm. um, because, you know, when you have the background knowledge, yeah. then, uh, you know, although I feel like I didn't know then that I had that, I just accept, you know, like sometimes you know at the back of your head because I studied this oh, okay. in dental school and I kind of knew this. So you had thing. an idea of what... And I didn't want to... Like admit it. Admit and the thing is, I thought if I say it, I'm confessing it and I'm yes. going to get it. And I didn't. And I also wanted to give God time to heal me. Uh-huh. You know, so I could be like. No one knew and God still <laughs> healed me. <laughs> you know, and. Yeah, I get it. Um, it. And like I said, for me, it was very hard because everybody. I grew up like a lot of Indians around me were not Christian. Mm. A lot of people I grew up with not Christian, and like we were the Christian family, and like this is happening to you. And I had, yeah, and, and then you it's know, like an image thing. What happens if the Christians get sick? Then what? And not only that, I feel like a lot of people use that. Oh, what is wrong with your God? Uh, yeah. You know, and I had that. I had people like, and you know, in the field that I'm in, a lot of the people are atheists. Yeah. Because they're very scientific, mm. and they don't believe if God exists, science can't exist. Yeah. And like I said, uh, after studying embryology and how a baby goes from Mm. like that to a human it being. It puts another meaning to like he knitted you together in your mother's womb. I know and it's one of my favorites. Like every time people pray over me they give me Psalms 139. It is Psalms 139. I don't right? know. I think, I think it's it is. Jeremiah somewhere. No. It's Psalms 139 where he's like ooh let's look this up. No. Oh. <laughs> Man. I think it's Psalms 139. You can Google it. Yeah. Don't you have the Bible app? I do. Yeah. Just thing it there. Where it's like he, you know, God knows everything. He knows when you wake up. He knows when you sleep. He knows. He thinks about you so much, as much as this. I love telling the kids that. They think it's the most amazing thing ever when you tell them that God loves them and God thinks of them as much as there's grains of sands on the beach. And I was like, can you even count that? Yeah, Psalms one thirty nine, verse thirteen. Yeah. You knitted me together inside my mother's womb. And you knew your plan. You, like he knew, he knew the plans of your days before you were even born plan of your days like mm. i love that verse it's like my life verse so it's like kind of whenever you think and that you know like god doesn't like you don't know what you're supposed to do with your life god's got a plan for it yes so it gives you that reassurance as well and you know like when i got sick i was angry with god i mean yeah. because that's my life verse and i'm like what kind of colon did you knit into me huh like <laughs> you gave this to me like you created me like how did you allow this and you go through a lot of emotions and yeah. Uh, we were speaking about this earlier, like, you know, you learn a lot of, because I did graceful emotions after I was better or mm. after I had like recovered from everything. And then I was like, oh, flip, I learned all of this stuff that God is okay. Because at first I felt really bad about having yes. emotions, uh, being emotional and feeling well, growing up Christian, you kind of like, God's always there. Like, you know, and y- you don't really complain about your lot mm. in life. You must be com- happy yeah. and whatever. And, but when I got sick, uh, so I was telling you, then I got sick. And then at one stage, um, I was on cortisone. So cortisone is a medication that they put you mm. on. to con- So I kept having flare-ups wow. because if you go on antibiotics, it makes it a bit worse. Because okay. antibiotics mess up your sister, your 
gastro system. Oh. Yeah, and that's the same system. And the bacteria and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just get take so long to recover after that. Like, it just makes my symptoms flare up and I feel miserable. Wow. And so, for one year, I was on and off cortisone. And cortisone is not so great in side effects. Like, okay. it makes you put on weight and whatever. Although sure. people are like, Crystal, you need to put on weight because yeah. you're, like, skinny. And I'm... But it's a lot... Not, it's like inflammation almost, isn't it? Yes. Oh, but also, like, about that. Like, you know, people always complain I was, like, really skinny. But when I started putting on weight, they're like, oh, look at you. Look, And, you know, you feel <laughs> conscious either way. Whether you put on weight or whether you lose weight, you just feel conscious. You're just like, yeah. I don't know how to please you people. Can't please people. And you know, like a lot of people used to look at me and be like, oh, she can eat everything and not put on weight. But it was, no, I'm absorbing nothing. Yes. Like I'm eating food for fun, really. Yeah, not, basically. My body doesn't like the nutrients in this meal. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was one thing I learned is that um, I was very much a person who did um, things for like, not things because everybody's watching, like mm. you just, because. You're just aware that people had you are watching on watching, and, and that so kind of started, I think, when you had the top ten thing almost. Yeah, it's like now, and also because my parents, like my mom, was always involved in church, and she was she's a pastor, um, and we just grew up always in people. The wa- yeah, and it's like people always watching you, yeah. and you know, if you make a wrong move, you m- first of all, can I just tell you, you can't do anything wrong because my, other than my, your mother having eyes behind her, people used to just go tell my parents yeah. things. Like, do you know your daughter was here? And then they'll be like, yes, they know. <laughs> like, we've given them permission. Like, you know, and so you kind of grow up and then, you know, everybody's watching you and everybody's watching every step and mm. you have to do everything like right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just comes across as it's expected. Yes. It's expected to do well. It's expected to behave. Yeah. It's expected to do everything. And we did it. You did it okay. Like, you know, and you, it's a lot of judgment. Mm. And that's why I was like, you know, when I got sick, I was like, oh. And people were like, now oh. Now more people are going to watch me and see me. Yeah, and now they're going to think about, what about my religion? Yeah. Like, why can't God heal you from that? Because you're not getting any better. You've been sick for so long. Mm. If I think about it, like, fourth year was 2012. I've been sick since 2012. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about that. Mm. And so... um. It was like, and you know, you're always concerned about what people think and your image and whatever. And sure. I just was like, you know what? They're always going to have an opinion. Yeah. Whether it is, and I'm not going to go and now rebel and do yeah. the worst things ever. But you know, like even when it came to, like I said, weight, when I was like so skinny because I wasn't really absorbing. And then when I put on weight because of being on different medication mm. and then people were still judging me. And, and I was like, you know what? As long as I'm healthy, I don't really care what yeah. you have to say. Like all I know is that I'm healthy. And you can have all your judgments. I'm not gonna. And I think that would. And that's what I'm saying. I needed to go through yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of like frees you as well. Yes, and I feel like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have made that revelation yeah. for myself. And what's important is what God thinks of me. Mm. And, and my mom always tells me that that's what's most important. People will always talk about you. I mean, when I moved to Comserve, um, so like in Indian culture, you do not leave your house until you are married. Wow. Right. So when I'm. But then why do they encourage their kids to do medicine? <laughs> you know, to do comserve in Johannesburg <laughs> and still live at home. Um, and that's why I appreciate my parents because they support whatever. They were very supportive and amazing in that way. They gave me so much, like whatever I wanted to do, like I got a lot of support. I think um, 
maybe if I wanted to become a painter, I would not have gotten that support. But I mean, they were still very like, you know, my sister's a teacher. She yes. teaches a science. She did psychology. My brother's now studying plumbing. So we all in different fields. And mm. it's, there, there wasn't a, like, you have to become an accountant. Mm. You have to become a doctor. It was just kind of whatever you decided, you got the full support. Yes. Even though you didn't get told. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you kind of knew it. Yes. And um, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, in that respect, flip, and I forgot wh- where I was going with my thought. What was I telling you before I told you about that? I can't remember. Mm. About Comserve. Uh, you asked me a question and I was answering it. I can't remember. <laughs> can't we go back and rewind? <laughs> uh, so when everybody's watching you, you're just like, how do I react to this? Because they're going to watch your reaction and yes. how you are. And... It was very personal. I didn't tell anybody that I was sick. I mean, <laughs> a lot of you... How do you tell? Like yeah, and you don't want to. It's so yeah. personal and... There's like some shame attached to it as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think also because of this illness and the symptoms, it's not a... I couldn't go out I mm. like because I'd be sick within 15 minutes, 10 minutes of eating. Sure. It was very painful to eat and I'm a very sociable person. Yeah. And I you like going out to eat. Yes, oh, I love so food. It makes that... And that's another thing. I love food so much. Yeah. And it was painful. T- it was painful to even have communion. Yeah. And uh, I remember Pastor Candice phoning me and saying, listen, I was praying and you need to take communion. And I was like, it's so painful. I mean, not like I wasn't taking communion. I was. Mm. I was taking communion all the time. But it was so painful to do normal stuff. People mm. take for granted. And, you know, I had so many emotions. You First of all, you become, with, I became withdrawn. And, that's depressing for someone who's a yeah. social butterfly who wants to go out and had to decline so many things. And, you know, and I felt so guilty and yeah. I felt so bad about having all these emotions uh, when I was going through this. And, you know, at some point I w- there was this thing that I read about God loves you so much and he created you and everything. But he, he knows you have emotions. Mm. He's like, cool. And, you know, I, then I thought, you know, with my dad, uh, there's this couch in my parents' room and it's like a lazy boy leather seat and I go sit there and I, you know at the end of the day I just go tell I'm like my parents are my best friends mm. now because my sister's moved out the house and my brother and I we've a very big age difference yes. and he doesn't really come out of his room or anywhere and so when I come home I go and tell them about my day and whatever like sometimes things happen and I'm just like I can't wait to go tell my parents what happened <laughs> you know <laughs> told you I'm a nerd <laughs> and so um you know I was just thinking you know if I can go to my parents and you know like tell them mm. and be honest with them and i'm just being honest with yeah. god and god's my dad you know yeah. like jesus is my dad and i should have that same relationship mm. and i became okay like if i was angry i was angry and I, at one point i just got tired of praying i got tired of praying every single day lord jesus please heal me i'm so tired of praying that prayer and i was just like some days i just didn't pray because i couldn't i didn't have any words but mm. god knows god, god knows, knows your heart he knows you and that's when I, like I said, I had to go through the street. And he knows you so well. Mm. And he knows... I don't think that you needed to be sick, but I think he would have I think he would have taught you the lesson some other way. But yes. He yeah. used the sickness you have to teach you more about him. And my, ger- my relationship with him has grown mm. so much deeper. And that's why I said I would not change getting sick. Yes. Because I feel the but relationship I, I have with Jesus deepened so yeah. much. And it made me so secure. Not that I ever was not secure. Yes. You know, when you grow up in church, you hear these stories, all these people who had these radical things and yeah. they're like on fire for Jesus. And you're just like, I know this, but uh, like, I'm I don't not, feel it. I'm not 
like and it's not i don't need this radical it was never radical mm. when i was sick it was like a small moments okay. little things that happened and your relationship it wasn't this big thing like even now i'm still not better mm. um i'm still on a lot of medication and i'm better towards like i'm not in remission where mm. i'm not even on medication and stuff like that but i'm better from where i was like and you've seen god move in your life yes and and it hasn't changed you've been so you being sick hasn't changed the way you see God. No, it's made it better. And like I said, you know, like you, when, as you grow older, you, you have a better relationship mm. with your parents, and you can just be, you know, yeah. you don't see them as these strict ones who are like, mm. um, keeping you from fun. It's like a really such yeah. a great relationship afterwards. Um, I think it's the same. Like as you go through life and you lean on Jesus your relationship just gets so much better and mm. you become so, so secure. In your, I used to be insecure about myself and have a lot of doubts about myself and um, did not have confidence of who I, yes. who I am. And I think in that process, I became confident in mm. who I was because who I was was not based on whatever yeah. happened to me. It wasn't based on Crystal who's a dentist or Crystal who who's is sick, sick or, or whatever. It's Crystal. Crystal that's top 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was based on what God thinks of me. Yeah. And no matter what, I learned my worth and my value. I mm. always thought I was worthy and valuable, but I mean, like, it was secure. Like, it dropped in your heart, like that revelation. Yes. Like, you know, like, I, because I got teased a lot about my looks because I'm a dark Indian mm. and apparently, like, that's not considered, like, cool. Okay. Uh, they like know. fair people. <laughs> I used to get teased to say, like, you drove too close to the sun uh. and whatever. And I, I just didn't feel confident, yes. like, looking in the mirror, you know. And then you, you, you just like ah oh, not and but God created you beautiful. Be you, yeah. Yeah, and He's created everybody beautiful and amazing, and I think that was a self journey mm. that I learned in that getting sick. What I, I always say, or I don't never say it, but like I always think it is like when you when you get that image or that revelation of who you your true identity, you become the person like God made you to be. Yes, like and like you walk in it, and you like. I made this way for a reason. Like for me, I don't like wearing long pants, and like yeah, that's me. Like I'm yeah. not gonna fake it. Yes, because you wanna fit in. Yeah. yeah, and it was like I said, I never, I didn't have a body confidence and whatever, and because people used to be like, "You're so skinny," mm. you know. My legs look like hockey sticks, and I played hockey. Because was it the hockey stick or your leg? <laughs> you know. So, um, and now I don't. I like yeah. and like I said, I went through that journey where I put on weight and. I could have felt more confident in myself. And I did, and, and yeah. then I realized it doesn't matter. Like what matters is, is that... the way God sees me and how and I feel. Yes. And and how he loves me. Mm. And, you know, like after... Uh, like I kn You always know God loves you. You always do. Like, you know. But that revelation of like just how yeah. much he loves you. I think people say it and say it and say, oh, God loves me, God loves me. But when you actually feel it, it's and like... And you experience... Yeah. Something different hits different. It's, yeah, and like you know, in kids' church, I just want if I could just tell those kids mm. how much like I like I feel like this is all also I, I still loved in kids' church. Uh, I just want them to grow up with you know, even though I grew up knowing God loves me, mm. like you and it's once it becomes so personal, mm. you know, and I think that's also another thing I never made it personal. Mm. Uh, you do, but it's not that level you do but you don't yeah i don't know how to explain it because it's not I like know I exactly did it. what you feel yeah and so like and i think after also going through that and having that revelation like god loves you no matter mm. god loves you with your emotions but god loves you with your you have all these yeah. flaws but god loves you yeah. god 
you know, God loves me, whether I put on weight or mm. lose weight or whatever. God, God has a plan for me. And, and the fact that he, he loves you and he has a plan for you shows that he didn't cause this to happen. Yeah. Because why would he want that? God yes. doesn't cause bad things to happen. No, not at so all. So I think it's just important to note that he doesn't cause bad things, but he uses the bad things yes. to show his goodness to you. And out of all that bad, so much good came out. Yeah. Like, I know people won't be, oh, but like, you're not better. Yeah. No. I like, I have such a, I have such an appreciation for life. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. you know, for not being able to go out and, and I, I loved, I mean, I always appreciated life. Like, I mean, I always like to go out and mm. stuff, but like, nah, I mean, everybody on lockdown can now understand how I felt when I first yeah. went out for the first time. You're feeling it for three months. You had it for like how long? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, like I, uh, what, like, and you know, I do like crazy things for my birthday. Mm. Like I, before I never used, I always used to just, I wanted to wait to the big numbers to celebrate, like 30, whatever. And I just now celebrate every birthday. Every number. Yeah. Just, it's amazing. God is good. God's good. And he loves you. Yes, he does. So much. And take it personally for yourself. Yes. He like, he thinks about you so much. That's what I was telling you about, like the kids. I love telling the kids that Mm. on Psalms 139. Like, he thinks about you as much as the grains on the sand. uh, I love telling them that. And then they just sit there like, oh, you can't even count that. Exactly. But, Exactly. And you, you just need to get that drop into your yeah. soul and think that. Because you know you don't. Yeah. You think God thinks about a million other things other than you because you're that type of person. Oh, there's so many other things. Like, we'll sort out. Whenever there's a problem, you know. Yes. <laughs> and like, oh, it's been good though. Good, always. It's always good to talk to you, Crystal. Thanks for coming Likewise. on. It's a pleasure. And thanks for joining me. Thanks for telling your story. And I know you'll definitely be back because you have a lot of other things to say. <laughs> always. But we just uh, be constrained by time today. Yeah, we always have good conversations. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Um. And uh, yeah, and you are interesting. <laughs> when Chris, when I asked Crystal to be on the podcast, Crystal, she was like, why do people want to listen to me? And then we'll see the response that we get from this one. <laughs> I think we'll get the best one. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Crystal. It's a pleasure. Smile engineer. Yeah, is there something we're supposed to say to sign out? No. Oh. Thanks. Bye. Oh, it's a pleasure. Bye. <laughs>